Ezra chapter 8, starting at verse 21. There, by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast, so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask Him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from our enemies on the road, because we had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. I love that verse 23. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. That to me, that scripture is probably, at least for me, the best one about corporate fasting and prayer. Because if you're just fasting and not praying, well, then you're basically on like a hunger strike, essentially. So this, this story here um, talks about the two together, that they fasted and they prayed and the Lord answered their prayer. Hang on, I missed some comments. <laughs> That's okay, Steph, we forgive you. Um, Ezra is actually, how many chapters is it? It's not, it's not, it's, it's 10 chapters. It's not, it's not that small, but it's, I guess it's, um, like I said, it's, it's got a lot of great stuff. So we, we need to talk about, talk about it more. So that is, um, the idea of a corporate fast. I want to read one more, um, Old Testament scripture in Judges. Judges chapter 20, uh, happy new year, Sheba. Make sure you don't wish anyone happy new year in March. Cause that would be crazy. This is, this is acceptable. Um, <laughs> Judges chapter 20 and verse 26. Then the Israelites, all the people went up to Bethel and there they sat weeping before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. So two things, <laughs> two things that you see from that scripture, all the people all the people fasted, so it was not just the priests, it wasn't just the leaders, um, absolutely stuff. <laughs> um, not just the leaders, it was all the people, and they fasted until evening, or until sundown. And so that's where we get, so, so if, you, if you're curious about why do we do this, um, there we have a couple of examples, the corporate fast, the prayer and fasting, the fasting uh, till evening, till sundown, um, now, obviously, um, because we fast in January, sundown's at like 3.30. So that, that's a little bit early. So we, we, 6 o'clock is like the standard like evening time. So if you're curious why 6, that's why. If, and if we would fast in the summer, the sun doesn't set till like 10. So it's like, you know, that's why we were going by evening. It says evening. So it's just kind of easier to put that number on it, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Now... You're probably thinking to yourself, well, okay, that's cool, but that's the Old Testament. That's the Old Testament. So, you know, we're not, we don't, we don't do everything that, that happens in the Old Testament, right? So what about, what about us now? Ah, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Turn to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13 and verse 1. In the church, in the church, so we're talking about the church, <laughs> At Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, 
Manaean, and these names, Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the, the Tetrarch and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. That's three, three good little nuggets in one. Prayer, fasting, laying hands on people when, we, when you pray. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, for example, if people uh, um, are in the ministry and they're leaving, you know, to go to take on a ministry somewhere else and they come to the front and pray and hands are laid on them. Why do we do that? That's why, you know, you and I, I, I say this a lot because I hear it a lot. You know, you churches, you know, it's like a modern invention. They just do stuff. We don't, we don't just do stuff out of nowhere. We do it because it's instructed and, and, and showed to us in the word of God. So if you're, you know, and I, I talk about this a lot because it bothers me when, when there's this, this idea that we're just doing church because we made it up and someone in the 19th century or whatever in America made it up. And, and so we just do that and it has no biblical background. That's absolutely not true. It's all here. So New Testament, they fasted, they prayed. And by the way, while they were fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke to them while they were fasting. So there's something that happens when you fast that because spiritually your spirit's very heightened because your flesh has been crucified now i want to bring this up you know the word fasting actually means to to close the mouth so if you ever hear and i i, I anyways i i know people who, who when they fast they'll fast um like things like social media or tv or chocolate or coffee, I don't know why, anyways, um, or stuff like that. Um, and they'll do that for, for, for the fast. The thing is, though, that's not biblical fasting. Biblical fasting is you did not eat. You did not eat. They, you, they drank water or whatever, but you did not eat. And so if you, if you meet somebody who, who um, says, well, you know, like I'm, I'm fasting TV, you know, it's, it shouldn't... <laughs> It shouldn't take a, a, a corporate 21 day fast for you to not watch TV. I like to watch TV. It's not that important to me. Um, you know, I remember when I was in Bible school, my first year, um, we didn't have a TV in our house. So I, it was very easy to, to not watch TV because we didn't have one. And I know some people who now don't have a TV, which I don't understand. I, I like, <laughs> I like TV, but it's not that important to me. Um, yeah, Sheba, Sheba brings up a good point. It's a good idea to, um, now again, let me, let me make this clear. Okay, I want to make sure I say this right. There's nothing wrong with, um, you know, if you want to watch TV or, or social media, whatever. But it's, it's probably not a bad idea, especially, and think about this. If there is, there's broadcast at 12, um, there's going to be broadcast every day at 12. There's something every night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know, you're, you're pretty busy, right? And so it's almost like instead of, and I'm not telling you that you have to join into the broadcast or you have to go to the prayer service, but I'll say this, don't, um, I'm not gonna, you know, you do what you want, but it's probably not a bad idea that let's say at six o'clock or at seven o'clock or whatever, you'd probably watch TV, put the broadcast on, 
you know, during the prayer and fasting and every Monday, but especially during the prayer and fasting. But that's not a substitute for fasting. Um, it's a good addition, like my aunt mentioned, but it's not, that's not fasting. That's, um, there's something called Lent that Christians like to do where they give up something. That's what that is, but that's not fasting. Fasting is you do not eat. And on that subject, um, I remember I used to do the, what was, what's called the Daniel fast, which, which, um, <laughs> look, we're all, we're all guilty of, of doing this Daniel fast that was not actually a fast because we ate just as much, if not more. It's just that there were certain things we, people write cookbooks about the Daniel fast. Now, let me tell you something about Daniel's fast. Daniel's fast, he, he, it took 21 days because that's how long uh, it took to get the answer, first of all. So 21, that, that's where we get that number from. Um, but he, he was an old man and he didn't, you know, he abstained from, from eating anything except vegetables. And, and that's what he did. So if you're, if you're making a meal with like whole grain pasta and like beans and like all that, that's not, that's not fasting. Um, it was too much effort. Agreed. I feel my, my aunt makes a good point. I feel like we spent so much time, um, you know, thinking of what, what we, we could make. It, it was more complicated than when we weren't fasting. Now, obviously, if you're, if you're older, again, Daniel was um, older. Um, and I believe, I'm not sure, at least for me personally, I think like over, over 65, over 70, you don't, um, unless you want to, you wouldn't have to partake or if you're under 18, that's up to you. Um, but obviously again, cause Daniel was older. And so that's why he decided to, to just abstain from like meat and, and other things. And he only ate vegetables now. Um, so I'm trying to like knock out a few questions that people might have. And so your flesh is weakened because now you've you've learned how to take um exactly uh auntie joe seniors that's why i think i don't know if it's 65 or 70 but there's there is an age um yeah that's why i'm not again i i was guilty of it we didn't understand fully uh, uh the whole daniel fasting and, and again i think the, the the reason why is because it, it's it's such a movement across north america again there's cookbooks <laughs> if you <laughs> anyways I'm not gonna it's fine um and so you've you've learned to put your 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 flesh under submission and so when that happens your spirit now is is very much more sensitive and more heightened and so that's why specifically it said yeah uh, Jonathan mentioned 70 specifically says that while they were fasting they heard from the Holy Spirit set apart for me Barnabas and Saul do you understand what that what that entails what that meant uh, um, for the future of, of christianity from one fast instruct to set apart saul and barnabas for the work of the lord that's that that's a, that's a powerful it's a small story it's a couple of verses but it's quite powerful when you stop to think about it now let's continue on because if you're still well i don't know about fasting you know what, what did jesus say about it jesus talked about it too turn to matthew chapter 9 and verse 14, then John's disciples, okay, okay, yeah, Sheba mentioned about, about the first time if you've never fasted before. I, I would say, um, now obviously, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys, six to six, now I'm used to it, I, 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 I do that fast a lot, it's not that, it's not difficult for me, um, and I think like it feels overwhelming, and it's like, well, you know, I have to work, and it's tiring. 
it feels overwhelming but i'm telling you if you're busy you don't even notice i know you're probably thinking oh how could you not notice you didn't eat trust me if you're if you're committed and you're saying i'm I, i'm gonna go till six and you could eat at like 5 30 a.m if you wake up early and some people do i personally do not if i'm up at 5 30 there's a problem but some people like to get up that early so you could eat then um now obviously again if you feel that it, it, it's you've never fasted before and you want to have vegetables throughout the day that's fine um but again don't don't start making these like these meals that you're eating more um than when you weren't fasting so just just to keep in mind yeah john says it's six to six again it, it's because like if you um because fasting did you know that like even in the world fasting's kind of become like a popular um something called intermittent fasting which is based it's good for your health god knows if you've ever wondered does god know what he's doing god knows what he's doing because he instituted fasting and it is something that that helps your body um yeah exactly some people are up that early some people are up at four o'clock so you can like eat whatever you want um but again, if like I said, if you've never, if you've never ever ever fasted before, and you want to have a carrot stick at noon, I mean that's okay. Because again, that's what Daniel did while he was fasting. Just for the record, um, but I would, I would give it a try. You know what? Just try it. Try it. Trust me. You, you could do it. I am here to encourage you that you could do it. I remember the first time that I did. Um, a six to six and i was like man i'm gonna be so hungry i was hungry but okay so so you're hungry um yeah fa look look your body your flesh is gonna is gonna fight you your flesh is absolutely gonna fight you um because your flesh is very loud a lot of times you know we, we blame the devil for stuff but it, it's really our flesh that that's that's you know the louder voice in our head that's trying to be louder than our spirit and so your flesh um is absolutely gonna fight you but but i'm telling you you know eating um i think so, you know some people do eat because like physically it's like they they, they need to and i understand that but the that there's there's exceptions there but the majority of people you could go six to six the majority of people not everybody um you know i know some people are on medication or that there's different health issues there but the, but i again i always understand exceptions but the majority of people you could do it i'm here to encourage you you could do it i believe that turn to matthew 9 matthew 9 verse 14 then john's disciples came and asked him how is it that we and the pharisees fast but your disciples do not fast jesus answered how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them then they will fast so what is jesus basically saying his disciples weren't fasting while he was on the earth but once he's taken out then they're going to be fasting so i hope i hope that that answers questions about you know um is it a new testament thing is it required of the believer it is now again i want to make something clear if you don't fast are you going to go to hell no absolutely not you don't have to do this is not um we're not like a dictatorship though you must fast if you don't fast with us you're out of the church no we're not that that's not that's not what we're all about but i want to explain to you tonight the the value of fasting because there is value there are blessings attached to it 
And so again, this is not about, um, you know, you have to do it. And if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. No, not at all. You don't, you could do whatever you want. This is, we don't, we don't force anybody to do anything, not at all. But I want to read you something about fasting. Turn to Mark chapter nine. And this is one of my favorite stories. Um, actually it's for the sake of time, because I want to make sure to get through everything. What's happening in this story is that there was, um, a boy who was suffering from, he was possessed by a demon and the demon would, would cause him to, to, to fall on the floor and roll around. It would hurt him and stuff. And so the, the father brought, um, this boy to the disciples so that they would pray for him so that the, the spirit would be, would be cast out and they, they weren't able to do it. And so then Jesus comes and Jesus is annoyed, obviously, because he's like, guys, seriously, like, come on. Um, and so, you know, the boy's father explains the situation. And of course, Jesus, it, once Jesus was there, he intervened, he's, he rebuked the spirit and the spirit came out, out of the boy. And then if you skip down to verse 28, uh, it says, after Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? So the disciples were, were wondering, hey, why, what happened? You were able to do it. We weren't able to do it. Look at Jesus's answer. He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. And some Bibles don't include the, wor the word fasting, but the original manuscripts have the word fasting in it. And I find it what a shock that the word fasting was removed from a lot of modern translations. That doesn't surprise me at all because modern Christianity is built upon people figuring out the least amount that they could do for the Lord, the, 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 the little amount that they could do and still make heaven. They want to make heaven and making heaven is the most important thing. Of course, you need to make heaven, but, but they're going to make sure. That, that whatever is the least amount, no one wants to be inconvenienced. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to crucify the flesh. They want everything easy. Everything's got to be easy, especially in North America. Sorry, but that, you know, that's how it is. We have no idea what it's like to actually have difficulties. Really? You know, oh, it's uh, you know, I get really hungry. Okay. I'm hungry right now. I haven't, <laughs> I, I, I've shared this uh, multiple times. I, it's not like something I publicize, but just as, as an encouragement, I, I fast every Monday. I'm hungry right now. I'm going to eat after this is done. I'm still alive. Here I am very <laughs> speaking very loudly with all my energy. Um, and so, you know, but, but whatever is, what's, what's the least, the least I could do. There is a deception that's taking place in the, in the church today. And that is that nothing is required of a Christian after salvation. Uh, you know, every, you don't have to go to church. You know, you don't really have to pray all the time. You know, you holiness, you know, well, that's too difficult. Um, you know, nothing's, you know, I don't need to do anything. You know, Christ already did everything. Yeah. In the case of salvation, a hundred percent. Absolutely. In the case of the cross, yes, it's already been done. But now you have a, you have a part to play. The Bible is a book of instruction. It tells you how you are to live. <laughs> you know it, Sheba. You know, the, the Bible's a book of instructions. We wouldn't need, if all we needed was just to be saved and then we were done, then quite a large portion of this Bible is irrelevant. 
if, if that's how you're going to look at it. You know, everything, everybody wants the easy road. What's the easiest thing I could do? Oh, you know, um, I don't, we don't really have to do that. You know, uh, um, you know, there's a song, ugh, I hate, <laughs> oops, wow, I just like almost knocked down my thing. Um, there's a song that I, I, I know, listen, listen, I know you guys like this song. It's fine. I don't like it because of this lyric. It drives me crazy. There's a lyric in the song that says, um, <laughs> I wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I could do to let you down. Is that right? The writer of that song, who I'm not going to say who it is, because to be honest, I don't know who it is, would be well-versed to read Hebrews chapter 3. Listen to Hebrews chapter 3, starting at verse 12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Nothing I could do to let you down. You know, I, you'd be surprised. I'm going to say this before I continue reading this, this scripture. When I was a teenager, you know, I was a good, I was a good kid. I'm not going to, it's no secret. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. So Sheba, the line says, um, I wasn't holding you up. So like I'm saying it, like saying to God, I wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I could do to let you down. This is the person speaking to God. Um, you know, I, I was a good kid. I never did anything wrong. Do you want to know why I never did anything wrong? Well, two reasons. One, I didn't want my mom to yell at me. <laughs> but number two, um, I didn't want to let God down. I, I genuinely felt I don't want to disobey God. I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to do something that would grieve his heart. And that's why I never did anything. My teenage years are, are, are quite clean. And, I, and I'm glad about that. Um... <laughs> I was a bit sneaky, it's true. My dad always calls me up. But in terms of sin, you know, well, except for the time I I, I, um, I disobeyed my parents and took the car when I wasn't supposed to. Um, but other than that, you're not, you, you weren't going to find me in the clubs or in the, in the bars or, or whatever. Uh, because I, I did not want to let God down. So if you're, if you're of the, the mindset, Oh, there's nothing we could do to let God down. You know, he, everything is enough. Okay. Well, again, I, I have a lot of trouble with the scripture in Hebrews chapter three, verse 13, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is, it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ. If we hold firmly till the end, the confidence we had at first, skip to verse 16 for the sake of time. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt with whom he was angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert and to whom God did swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Well, there's nothing we could do to let God down. Is that right? This is New Testament. Oh, well, you know, yeah, but the people in Egypt, you know, they, they didn't have Christ. Well, then tell that to the author of Hebrews. You know, it's just, it's typical. Typical, typical North American 21st century church. What's the least I could do for God? 
What's the least amount I could do? How can I be, get so close to the edge with, without falling off? You know, and I remember when I was in Sunday school as a, you know, as a, as a teenager, someone's like, well, you know, how are we going to reach people? You know, they're, they're in the clubs. We have to go there to reach them. Okay. Do they live in the clubs? Do you not see them anywhere else? Obviously, this person wanted to, to go clubbing. Just say it. Stop pretending that you care about souls and that you care about people being saved. Just be honest. I, don't, I want to go live in the world. I want to know what it's like. I have more respect for somebody like that who would admit, I, I want to taste what the world has. I, 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 that, that, that's what I want to do. Okay, so go ahead and do it. I remember a preacher when I was younger came in and said, if you're going to sin, do it all the way. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's, he's right. He's right. Because you don't want to end up like the people talked about in, in Hebrews chapter 3. See to it that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the Lord. So we encourage each other. It says encourage each other daily. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Hey Lou, it's okay. Better late than never. There, there is a... Um, <laughs> sin sin will, will get you right off track. You'll be done for. You'll be... Trust me. Trust me. You don't want to get caught up into that. So again, I'm sorry if you like that song. If I, I'm sure a lot of you know which song I'm, I'm referring to. I'm sorry, but that line, I, I can't listen to the line, the song because of that line. Because it drives me nuts. You know. Turn to uh, Isaiah chapter 58. Because I want to talk to you for the rest of this broadcast about the blessings from fasting. Um... <laughs> Lee, I'm not going to tell you what song it is. Because, I, 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 like I said, people, like, post this song. They, like, um, they'll, like, make videos and put the song. And so I feel bad. I'm not trying to, like, call anybody out. Um, because, if, if, you know, I'm sure that you've heard the song and you don't recall that, um, that phrase. <laughs> I could tell you privately. Um, if somebody knows what it is and you write it, I can't stop you. But I'm not going to say it because it doesn't matter. But the point is, uh, you know how I am with song lyrics. <laughs> you know how I am with song lyrics because we're always so careful to make sure that we don't speak wrong words out of our mouth, but we're singing wrong words, which might even be worse because we're supposed to be singing in worship and, and consecration to God and you're singing st stuff out of your mouth that doesn't even make sense. So keep, keep a close watch on the things that you sing. I, I keep a very close watch. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're wondering about a song, run it by me. I call myself the lyric police and I'm proud of it. Isaiah chapter 58, because fasting, you know, I, I, um, I want to share this with you and it's not a bragging thing because I don't, cause on my own, I've, I've accomplished very little to nothing. So this is not, <laughs> this is, this is only boasting in the Lord cause this is only the Lord's doing. Um, and I didn't even know about this when I, when I uh, wrote this broadcast, um, I didn't know because I just saw this today and on my Facebook memories, it was something that I had uh, written four years ago today, four years ago today, 
I did like one of those, I don't know why I, I don't do them anymore, but I used to do it all the time. Like these Facebook like things where you answer a bunch, a bunch of questions and stuff about yourself. Um, I'm probably, you know, I guess I think I'm, I'm more interesting than I am. But anyways, so, so I wrote, I did this thing and this was, um, so January 2nd, 2019. So four years ago. And I wrote, the question was dream job. And I wrote author, preacher, and teacher. And at the time, not only was I not anywhere close to that, um, I wasn't anywhere close to that. It, it wasn't even, it's it, it, four years ago. Um, four years ago, I, I was not, I was, I was serving the Lord, but I was not um, um, the way that I am now. Because I made a decision later that year that kickstarted um, the journey of my life to where I was then and where I am now. And you know, that dream, that was not a, a, a carnal dream. That was a dream that the Lord put in my heart. Um, you know, because a lot of times what happens is, is that we, we just decide what we want to do. And then we, 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 we demand that God backs us up. But I would recommend that you, you allow the Lord to, to let you know uh, what part you have to play in, 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 in the world. And he'll tell you, you know, like when he called Jeremiah, but how he set him apart, you know, God, God has something for you. Um, and so it was a dream, uh, that the Lord put in my heart to, to be an author, to, to preach and to teach. And again, at the time I was doing none of those things. <laughs> I was <laughs> not doing any of those things, not even close. Um, my own dream job, if I, if I would tell like at the time that it's not anymore, but the, my fleshly dream, I always wanted to be, I'm like a pro scout for a sport team, um, or a general manager, which is a little bit harder to get into. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to be a pro scout cause I feel like I'd be good at it, but that was so, so that was like a carnal dream, but, but the God dream, um, was to, was to be, like I said, be an author, preach and, and teach. Um, and later in 2019 or in the fall in September is when I made a decision and it was a, a, um, a real line in the sand of my life that could have gone, continued down the path I was on or, or went a new way. And I started with, you know, and I put a verse, I, I posted that, that Facebook memory on Instagram today and I put a verse under it. I want to read the verse before I, I get into, uh, the final thing that I'm talking about today. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 28, because this is the key um, to seeing blessing come in your life. Deuteronomy 28 verse one, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if, you obey the Lord, your God Think so. Why am I not being blessed? I, I give a lot of money. Why, why does nothing? If you obey, anybody can give money. Anybody can fast. If you obey, you don't have to fast. It's not a, a like I said, you're not going to go to hell if you don't fast. I'm not, I'm not, if you're somebody who's like, you don't feel to fast. I, it's, I'm not like trying to like make you feel bad or anything, but there is a difference between what happens when you fast and what happens when you don't like Jesus said, why couldn't they cast out that demon? It only comes by prayer 
and fasting. They're like a tag team together that you see powerful results that doesn't happen without those two things coming together. And like I read, like, like I talked about uh, what happened in my life. Well, you know what I started doing? The first thing I started doing in, in, in September of 2019, I started right away fasting the next day. It was a Sunday night. Uh, we had a guest speaker and he spoke uh, a prophecy over my life or a confirmation really is what I call it. And right away I said, okay, let's go. Let's go in this direction rather than just stay where I was. And I started fasting straight away. I started fasting. I, I gave an offering. I, I, start, I stopped watching all, all the things I would watch normally during the day. And I started looking at preaching just like that because I had an impartation of the spirit to go down that path. If you, you don't have to, if you're still saved, if you don't fast, it's not, you know, again, this is not um, 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 a dictatorship where we tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, you're, you're uh, um, uh, cast out of the church. That's not how it works. But what I want to let you know today is that there is something that's attached to a decision to fast. And, and again, if you, if you feel I've never fasted before, I'm not sure. Start with one day. Start with one day because the, in, in the, the fast in Judges chapter 20, it was just one day. Esther, she fasted and prayed for three days, just water, right? If, if you feel like it's, 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 I don't think I can do it. Trust me, you can, but start with one day because your life's going to change. Mine did because on January 2nd, 2019, I was nowhere close, not even anywhere close to, 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 where, to where I wanted to be. And as soon as I started making different decisions, I started to like, 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 like the, uh, another version of, of the scripture says, diligently hearken. Like my dad just said, we're the only ones who could limit what God can do. God doesn't have any limitations except us. And what I mean by that is God, look what happened with Jonah. What happened with Jonah? Could you imagine if Jonah would have said, I don't care if I'm in this fish, I don't care. I'm not doing it. God, then what? God would have been like, all right, Jonah, that's it. I'm done with you. Who's next? He wanted to use Jonah, but Jonah had to decide, yes, I'm going to obey God and do what he told me to do or no, I'm not. That's okay, Pina. Glad you're here. Yeah, it's a, our life is a product of decisions we make. But people don't like that. Oh, you know. It doesn't matter what we do. Okay, fine. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. But I'm here to tell you today that there are blessings that are attached to fasting specifically. Turn to Isaiah 58, starting at verse 6. Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, Verse, skip down to verse 8 for sake of time. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing will quickly appear. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. There are six things, six blessings from fasting. That you can find in Isaiah chapter 58. It all comes from there. Not, not made up. Because um, you know the way I am. All I care about is what the Bible says. That's all I care about. 
and I've seen it happen in my own. I don't. I don't sit here again. It's not about bragging or saying, "Oh, look, look what look what happened to me." Yeah, it, it took a while, way too long, much longer than it should have, much longer than it should have. But but things change when I made a decision. I'm gonna hearken diligently to what the word of the Lord says, and then you start to see your life go in a different direction. Number one, health health you say like how health from fasting like i mentioned before you know and again there's always exceptions people have different health issues well for the majority of people when you fast it's like your body gets a reset because what's happening is we're constantly processing food most of which isn't that great for us constantly constantly our body never has a chance to just rest and reset and just be like okay can I take a break from constantly processing all this food? And it actually, it, it, it restores things in your body. So there's health that comes as a result of fasting. And not just um, um, in the physical sense. Because you could say, well, then, uh, yeah, people who aren't safe fast. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's spiritually speaking as well. A spiritual uh, uh, um, restoration of your health from the hand of the Lord. Health. Number two, protection. There's protection that comes on you. You know, we're not, we, we might be, um, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. You know, the things that happened to, to the people in the world, you know, um, when there was darkness upon, upon Egypt, guess what? There was light upon the children of God. That, that to me is the best picture of protection. Number three, answered prayer. Answered prayer. Our prayer, you know, you get, um, Lynn, I, I, can I just stop? To, Lynn brought up a good point. Fasting is a great way to kind of like, like take out a lot of crap out of your life. Because a lot of times, again, people will, will, they won't have like soda or anything, or they won't have like dessert or whatever. Even if like doing the six to six, um, you know, uh, it's a good way to kind of like take stuff out. I, that, that happened to me multiple times. I eat different as a result of fasting. That, that there's just things I just don't like anymore. Um, that's right, Lisa. Fasting just does change your heart. And it has good benefits on your body too. So answered prayer. The Lord will answer. There's like Look what happened with Daniel. It took 21 days, but his prayer was answered. Number four, guidance. Guidance. You'll, you'll, it's a way of, because again, what happened in, in the book of Acts? While they were fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, and said which direction to go in, in the case of Barnabas and Saul. And so there's going to be guidance because your spirit is so strong. It's so strengthened because it's like, it's like a, a real accomplishment and an, and an achievement to, to, to subdue your flesh, to put it under submission, to crucify your flesh. And like I said, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. It's too hard. No, not really. Um, it, it's just, it's hard because you don't really want to do it because when you really want to do something, you do it, even if it might be difficult. So guidance, number five, provision, even in drought. Oh, you know, there's a recession or, um, you know, um, there's a food sh shortage and, um, you know, there's, there's a shortage of this. Okay. Maybe for the, for the other people, but not for us provision even in drought. Look what it says in, in, uh, um, 
In verse 11, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and strengthen your frame. So you're going to be even in a time where you could think that you you, you would be... Um, you, you probably would be weak. Oh, if I fast, I'm going to end up really weak. No, you're actually going to be stronger as a result. I know you, you might look at me and say, you can't afford to fast. You might like get, you know, you'll get like blown away. <laughs> I already get almost blown away by the wind. But no, spiritually, this isn't a diet. This isn't a diet. This, this is a spiritual discipline of fasting. Because again, even if, if you're talking about, you know, the intermittent fasting that people in the world do, that's hard because there's nothing spiritual attached to it. So that's more difficult to me than it is to do um, um, a spiritually based fast, right? Number six, multiplication and prosperity. Multiplication and prosperity. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. That, that's multiplication and prosperity. Verse 14, you will find your joy in the Lord. I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Multiplication and prosperity. Number seven, restoration. Sorry, there's eight, not six. I can't count. Wait. One, two. Why? I'm terrible at numbering things. Lisa, you won't believe this. This is what I did. I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six. <laughs> That's so typical me, isn't it? I don't know why I do that. Like, I have like a. So, eight. There's actually eight things. Number seven, restoration. And number eight, success. These are all, <laughs> these are all a result of fasting. You'll enjoy perfect health immediately. God's glory will be your rear guard. You will overcome trials and adversary, ad, uh, adversity. You will be supplied in times of drought and natural disaster, and you will enjoy blessings. That's true, Lisa. You, you do. It's a, it's a, my notes are a disaster. Um, I'm going to read those things again, the, the, the five, the five uh, summary points. You'll enjoy perfect health immediately. God's glory will be your rear guard. You will overcome trials and adverse adversity. You will be supplied in times of drought and natural disaster. You will enjoy blessings. These are a result of not only fasting, if you read Isaiah 58, but also in, in, in doing the things that the Lord commanded. Loose the chains of injustice. Untie the cords of the yoke and the oppressed. Share your food with the hungry. Provide the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, clothe him. Not turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then, then your light will break forth like the dawn. And your healing will appear, quickly appear. Those are powerful statements. Read all of, uh, um, of Isaiah 58. Those, those are powerful things. So when we fast, we don't do it as some kind of like, um, um, you know, ritual or well, everyone else is doing it. So we might as well do it. I remember I used to feel that way. I'm like, you know, it doesn't feel like authentic because like, you know, everybody's doing it. You know, you know how you should look at it instead. 
We're all in this together. If you're hungry, everybody else is hungry too. <laughs> if, you're, if you're getting, you know, feeling a bit tired and it's like, man, you need that push, we're all there with you. We're all broadcast every day, you know, day and night, prayer services. We're, we're all here. That's why we all do it together. Churches all over the place do it. So it's not, it's not like a fad or something, or it's just like, well, you know, everybody does it to start the year and it doesn't really have much value. Yes, it does. Encourage each other. What did it say in Hebrews? Encouraging each other daily. That's why we do it. That's why we're all here. To encourage each other, to make sure that we're staying on track. So I, I like I said, I used to look at it like, oh, well, you know, what's, what's the point? And, you know, it, it's like it doesn't have any meaning. Yeah, it has a ton of meaning. But again, you don't make sure make sure that your your heart and your spirit is in the right place because i'm going to tell you you're not going to get much out of it if you're doing some kind of religious religious ritual and you don't really care and you're not really praying and it's just like well everybody else is doing it so i might as well what i was hoping to show you tonight and i hope that i did is that there's blessing attached to it and don't look at it as 21 days because then you, you'll be overwhelmed day by day one day at a time one day at a time and like i said uh if you're busy if you have a lot going on the time's gonna fly i mean think about it it's, i don't know what you did today but it's like it's already seven so if we were fat like next monday you you'd all you already be eating at this time um it's true john points out uh, uh the prayer and fasting that we did last year and the results that came from it you know i remember um the prayer and fasting I did in January 2020, and a and a massive breakthrough uh, came for me. So it, it again, this is not. I hope I just want to make it clear. This isn't like my oh look at all the things. Like I said, I've accomplished like pretty much nothing on my own. Definitely nothing. I got married and and that was about it. Um, well, the Lord helped me with that too. So see nothing. I I didn't. I got up and I, I, I dressed myself and, and combed my hair and that's pretty much it. Everything, and it's not just a religious, uh, that's what Christians say, no. Everything's from the Lord. Everything, every single thing. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I teach at our Bible school at, at GNU and, and teaching was, was something that I, that I wanted to do. Um, and I remember it was, it was the fast of, of January, 2020. Um, and I started it. Um, no, Rick. Depends what time zone you're in. <laughs> oh, Rick. Always trying to get away with something. Um, so, so it was January 2020. We're doing the fast. And I remember it was probably like a week into it, if that much. Probably about a week into it. And, and I got uh, um, asked to, to, to be a teacher at GNU. And it was completely out of... Um, I, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, I never expected that to happen. And there it was. And obviously I said yes. And by the way... Just remember this. Do you remember January 2020? Do you remember what was happening? Um, I wasn't sure if we would even be able to have a school. But as, as, as time was going on, I'm thinking, man, it's like finally I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing something that I really want to do. I don't even know if we're, we can't gather. We can't do anything. I don't even know if there's going to be a school. Not only did we start the school, but we're already on our third year. That's, that's pretty amazing. Wait, it's going to be. Wait a minute. My time is, is very bad. So we started August 2020. Um, so yeah, we're in the third year. You know, that, that's, that's the stuff that got... How dare we ever limit God? Like for real. Lynn, my class is, is easily the best. If you're a student 
Um, you don't have to say, but obviously I'm, I'm everybody's favorite teacher. I know it's a, it's not a competition, but if it was, um, how dare we limit God? That's what our minds do, right? Our minds always go to, how is this going to work? How is this going to happen? Uh, what are we going to do? You know, and here we are in the third year through, through, through one of the most difficult times that again, not the most difficult times in history. One of the most difficult times that us here have gone through, you know, if you're under the age of, of when was the war <laughs> like under the age of 80, I'm so bad with, with math. Um, under the, I'm going to say under the age of 80, right? This would be the worst thing. Um, someone can help me out. The war was in, um, anyways, you know, and, and look, and look what God does. And, and you could guarantee, guarantee that that's a result of consecrating ourselves under 75. Thank you. Consecrating ourselves during prayer and fasting, because I showed you from the word. Again, you don't have to do it. The, the disciples that couldn't, that couldn't cast the demon out, they didn't go to hell. They just didn't get the results that they would have gotten had they been consecrated to prayer and fasting. There, there's a difference there. I don't want to live an ordinary life. I'm not interested in being an ordinary Christian. I'm not interested in, in just the regular status quo. I want my life to take on, on the, the, the best direction that it can go. I want everything that God has for me. I want to do the most that I possibly could do for the Lord. Not the least. Not the easiest. The, the, the most and, 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 and accomplish the most that I can with the grace of God. And I, I believe that a lot of you on here feel the same way. Before we close tonight. Um, you know, I want to extend this invitation as I do every, every broadcast because I, you know, there's people, I see names pop up. I, I don't recognize all the names. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast afterwards. I, I look at the stats sometimes and it surprises me. I'm like, who's listening? Who's listening to the podcast? It, it always surprises me. The people are listening. And, um, and I want to make sure that you, you know, all that we talk about all the time, this is predicated on, on being in covenant with God. You know that scripture in Deuteronomy 28 that talks about if you obey the Lord. You know, th th there's a decision that needs to be made. And that is coming into right relationship with God through Christ Jesus. So if, if you've never done that, or, or maybe you did at one time, and, and, and you've since fallen away, like we read in Hebrews chapter 3, hey, we're still here. It's like that song we sang yesterday. I love that the lyric um, on the bridge. It says, if I'm not dead, you're not done right we're not done um yeah exactly lynn they yeah they, they'll they'll watch afterwards i don't know who's watching yeah um if i'm not dead you're not done so so if you're still if you're watching this you're obviously not dead so so now you know it's not too late um pray this prayer with me repeat it after me why do we repeat because the bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart it's both tag team they go together you believe and you confess that jesus is lord you will be saved so repeat this prayer after me say father i thank you for sending jesus i believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead i confess now of all my sin and wrongdoing i want to come into right relationship with you through christ 
Thank you, Father, that I am now saved. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.